If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. In the political establishment system, the people are represented by two separate groups in name, but part of the same political bird. You have Republicans who fail when given the lead and compromise, and every turn, you then have Democrats, the oldest racist party in America, bent on creating lifetime government dependency. Wayne, Hutch, and JR will keep you updated and informed with these stories. Now, so you have a problem. You got this crazy world is blowing up and the United States has absolutely no say. And Macron, who's a friend of mine, is over with China, kissing his ass, okay, in China. I said, France is now going to China. Uh, you take a look at Saudi Arabia. Look at what happened. They're great people. They wanted to help us. He goes over and gets a fist pump. You know what a fist pump means? Don't shake my hand because your hand's dirty. That's what a fist pump is. They got it. They were so insulted. Do you understand that? Yes. Oh, I don't want to shake your hand. Let's go fist pump. For the past seven years, the neocon media establishment's been telling you that Donald Trump is a dangerous lunatic. In two years in office, Joe Biden has brought the world to the brink of nuclear holocaust. Who's the dangerous lunatic? And they're lecturing you about global warming. Joe Biden says he's running again for president in 2024. We asked Donald Trump his assessment of whether that's going to happen and whether anything could get him out of the race, including a legal conviction. That's next. Matter of fact, as you walk into my office in the, in the Oval Office in the United States Capitol, guess what? You know who founded and designed and built the White House? An Irishman. An Irish. No, not, not a joke. Not a joke. Actually published a survey just today, 4,000 people. Right. We found that 70% of Americans admit to being stressed, with half saying that they're living pay to, paycheck to paycheck. Wow. I'll say this. It is also unprecedented that a president takes as many shouted questions as this president has. And he no, has. No, no, no. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll certainly, we'll certainly get the data and share that with all of you. I hear, John, I hear your question. I heard Zeke's question. I hear you. I hear you on the press conference, on a formal press conference. We get this probably every couple of months when you guys ask us about a formal press conference. I don't have anything to share with all of you at this time. The United States. This is America, Jack. We're Americans. This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The, the, the truth is, it's cruel symptoms can strike anyone. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say at this time. What creates an extraordinary life? It's an extraordinary mindset. Now that I got your attention, listen to this. Let's go! We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. Control 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 
Wayne Dupree program. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree, and we are live. It is a Wednesday hump day for those that are getting married. Um, I always say married. For those that are getting paid. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Getting married, Wayne, with an announcement today. <laughs> no way. Not again. That won't happen again. Um, that's right. I love myself. That's it. I don't need I I don't need look, I don't need justification anymore. I've I've been through it twice, got the t-shirt, got the scars. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. I don't mind dating though. As long as I mean, but it's crapshoot today. You don't know what you're getting. <laughs> you ain't lying. Let me introduce the godfather of conservative radio, Mr. Hutch Bailey Jr. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. We don't have a hump day, but we got an over the hump day, and here we are. Here we go. And we also got Mr. J.R. Robinson. What's up, Jay? Hey, hey, hey. Top of the morning or good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to us, yahoos. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we, we broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We don't give you Friday because we want y'all to come down from the political mountain back to the valley of reality and kind of live your life a little bit. You know, Kurt Schlichter, um, <laughs> Kurt Schlichter was uh, posting something just a few minutes ago about me, Donald let me, Trump. Let me guess it's, it's a DeSantis cheer song. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a Trump hating thing. Yeah. And um uh I um he was like Donald Trump had made I guess I mean I didn't watch the interview, but he had oh, I saw should've. a clip or a headline that he was friends with Gavin or he used to be friends with Gavin Newsom or something like that. Uh I guess that hurt Kurt's feelings, man. <clears throat> that, See, I mean, that you know, I'll tell you, and if you if you get a chance, if you have some time, I don't know, but I know Jason probably watched it, but I'll tell you, that's the best I've ever seen Donald Trump in my life. Excellent. It was, he was different, man. He was completely, he was professional, especially when you line him up against Kirby and KJP and right, 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 right. to hear this guy, it was like, oh my God, we got to get this guy back. Right. I mean, that's how, and I'm not really swayable like that. You know, I, I, I was listening. I'm thinking, oh, this is just going to be another rally. It's going to be a different guy. He's going to talk. No, man. No. Yeah. like that at all. It was different. I got to say it. It, it kind of reminded me of that 4th of July speech he gave that was so different when he did the Mount Rushmore speech. And you're like, it just felt so presidential. Yeah. Like last night, his interview with Tucker, for those who haven't seen it, go find it. It is, it's an hour worth watching. And and it's funny how they spin it. Even Kurt Schlichter, like Trump was saying, yeah, I made it a point to get along with Gavin Newsom and, right. and all these political he, opponents. Right. He named a lot Good of world leaders. Right. Yeah, like exactly. Like that's my job to get along with these guys. And yeah, I got along with Putin and Xi Jinping, which the media is going to spin as, oh, he's a Putin lover. No, the dude's yeah, like, this are. is our world adversary. It works better when we get along. And right. you know, he asked him, Tucker asked him, um, what do you think about Xi Jinping as his mental capacity? Top of the line, the yep. best China has. He said that about all the leaders. And yep. he you said, know what, you know what we got? We got idiots on our side. Yeah. And that's and that's what I was gonna ask y'all. I was like, wouldn't it be? I mean, if we had leaders that was capable and competent, don't you think Donald Trump would 
Donald Trump of all people, don't you think Donald Trump would say that guy is a shiner? He, I yeah. mean, he's he's a good dude, and you know, he's got a good head on him. But wh- are we that far off? Well, is yes. the media that far off yes. the map? <laughs> I, I think the leadership of every, almost every institution in the United States has been put there by something other than meritocracy. I don't yep. think I've been saying this for a couple of years. I don't think the best and the brightest are running our corporations. I don't think they're running our banks. I damn sure know they're not running our military. Right. And I don't think they're running our government. I think we've got, we, we've got a, a public school leadership. That's what we've got. No offense to the public schools, but we got better than public schools. We should have people up there that are on the top of their game. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of times it's like in the military, you talk about like the rank and service file members are way smarter than the people running the gig because the people that run the gig just play politics the best or whatever. And that's how they, they climb every now and then, every now and then you get a good leader and the other ones find them and kill them. Yep. Yeah. And, and then, well, then I also pose a question to you too. Don't, do you have friends that aren't conservatives that you talk to on a daily basis maybe some of you work with on a daily basis um you 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 um you have some type of association but they aren't conservative they aren't republican i mean it's like when i read what he said i was like are you that far on an island that you don't have no i mean that I mean, yeah. is everybody in your town conservative? Period. There, there are no liberals, nothing. I mean, that's when you go to McDonald's, it's a conservative McDonald's. When you go to <laughs> when you go to Burger King, it's conservative. Are you telling me that uh the people who you associate with, they're all conservatives? Is that what you're saying? Because for me, I can't say that. Me either. My, I, I have I have young kids that I'm um, haven't voted yet. They will. They haven't voted yet. I don't know which way they're gonna go. They know which way I am, but I I talk to my kids. I love my kids. I also see them doing socially liberal things here and there. You know, okay, it's a default you know, position. It's a yeah, default kind position. of walking back a little bit, but you know, you know how I feel about it. But still, uh, uh, I have friends. As a matter of fact, I even posted on um, Twitter. I was like, I have friends that vote Democrat that, uh, I mean, we have barbecues. We, you know, we we talk, we hang out. And if I was to get in trouble, they they would probably run and help me more before a conservative would. So, I mean, I, these I labels, a, man. I got a sister-in-law that voted for Bernie Sanders. There you go. There you go. I was going to say my best friend, I was best man in his wedding. He was best man in mine. He voted for Joe Biden. We were talking for an hour this morning. Like like politics aren't everything. Most of the people I run around with are conservative though. Right. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, you know, like-minded and everything like that. But guess what? You might work. I mean, I tell you what, if you work with liberals right now and you are conservative and you're saying, no, no, no liberals here, quit your job. Yep. Quit your job. If you don't want to work, I mean, if you don't want to be around them, don't work with them. Quit your job. Go home and tell your wife that you quit your job because you're working with liberals and see what she does to you. 
Yeah. Well, and I got to say, too, uh, like a strange thing's happening with liberal friends like my buddy Gary. He's like as he's starting to see some of the nonsense, like today they announced the consumer price index at five percent. And the media is like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Rah, rah, rah. And he's talking to me. He's like, how are we celebrating five percent inflation? Like, like this is like catastrophic. And, and the thing is, we're not really getting stung by it yet. Right. Yeah. Some people are at the lower levels and mm-hmm. at the real higher levels are getting stung by it. But you give this a couple months, man, and they're not going to be able to run away from it. They're going to be looking at at John Kirby going, now nah, you know what, man? I ain't <laughs> right. That, and, and, that, uh, bread, that bread was seven fifty. <laughs> right. <laughs> let me let me say this too. If this is your first time watching the show, we we do predict things based on what we see and we hold true to these things especially when we can confirm when it happens just because it doesn't happen immediately doesn't mean that we're pushing out fake information like with the russia thing we we know russia's getting ready to tap that ass sorry for my (laughs) whoa i got one wrong i got one wrong what's that Nancy Pelosi didn't retire. I know. I know. <laughs> she got retired. Nancy, Nancy, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi didn't retire and Biden came back from Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told, I was like, are you sure you want to go? Yep, that's right. That's right. She's going to retire. I was like, but see, I, I, can, I, see I own up to it, though, folks. I'm never going to yeah. lie to you on purpose. Yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. think one thing we do good, too, is we like to share... <laughs> The source code, like this is what we read, this is what we see, this is where it's going. And like we we distinguish between what we know and what we think. Mm-hmm. And so if we think something like we've been talking about Ukraine, like Ukraine won't defeat Russia, we think it's gonna get rough here in the next four to six weeks. You know, that's the, that's the Washington generals going up against the Harlem Globe Trotters, man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite. That's my favorite thing, too, is the classified documents leaks that basically confirms that what we've been saying, because we follow news sources other than CNN and Fox News, like these. It was funny. I was watching some some military shows yesterday afternoon podcast, and they're like a seven to one kill ratio is a freaking turkey hunt. And that's what the documents (laughs) that's what the documents show. Ukraine is losing soldiers at a seven to one ratio. And they're Mm -hmm. like. That was a government-prepared report, which means they probably understated it. So it's probably right. closer to 10 to 1. Like, that's bad. And uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's a no-foreign report, which means no foreign country is supposed to be able to have seen that. It, right. wasn't, it wasn't digital. It was a theft of a piece of paper. Right. It was a plant. That was not a leak. That was a right. plant from the intelligence community to get our minds on Taiwan. Well, yeah, they need to set up the exit ramp from Ukraine. And I was joking about it on Twitter. I'm like, what it is. I'm like, what what are they putting their bios on Twitter when they get rid of the Ukraine flags? Like they went from BLM to their little syringe to their Ukraine flag. Like what's next? Do we just go Taiwanese? Put put the equal sign back up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have to man. Cause I mean, seriously, you've been taking a loss and, and, and notice we kept seeing all these reports. Oh, they killed twenty thousand Russian soldiers, or, yeah. or they, or um, t- or uh, uh, twenty five thousand Russian soldiers surrendered, and it's a good day. And, and you know how you know it's phony 
Where's the HD video, baby? That's right. That's right. Yep. Where's the battlefield? Show me the battlefield with the with the burned out Russian tanks. You're not going to show it because it ain't there. Right. And when, correct me if I'm wrong, but when we were in Iraq, we showed a whole lot of those Iraqis laying those guns down and with their hands up and walking away, showing surrender. In both Ukraine, wars. Ukraine hasn't showed any Russian soldiers surrendering. Mm-mm. They haven't. Now, they did show a drone of them playing, um, um, what's that um, circus game? Pika, Pika, um, Whack-a-mole. 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 They did do that. But that was a war crime. <laughs> right. That, that was literally a war crime. Uh, they killed some Russian minister's wife uh, early and kept that quiet for a while. We didn't know about that later. Um, they <laughs> they blew up Putin's bridge. <laughs> on his birthday. On his birthday. Right. Yeah, look, y'all know, y'all know y'all weren't going to survive that. Y'all know, I mean, oh man, the pay the payback on that one, and then that I was remember, the biggest bridge in the world. I woke up, I woke up one morning, y'all, and all I heard was Russia just tattered Ukraine overnight. <laughs> and when I saw the strikes, I was like, oh man, he's mad. That's one of those like Putin is sitting at his desk smoking one of those, you know, things like light it up. <laughs> oh yeah. Light it up. I don't care. But 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 the people light it up. Light it up. Put them down. So we've been saying stuff like this all year. Saying stay away from the media. Stay away from the experts on the experts have experts. Okay. The experts have been get the pundits, pundits have pundits. They get yeah, on know, I'm, there. I'm glad to see that Fox News finally getting the 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 justif- the rating that it that it needs. People <laughs> are finally starting to see what a dud that is. I mean, yeah. I was I was watching Bannon yesterday, and he got on there. He was talking to Cortez, and they're talking about there was a Mark Levin went off about China and how we yeah, got to get serious, and these are we're, they're coming for us. We got to prepare for war. We don't have to prepare to attack, but right. we got to prepare for. He went really stupid. He went crazy. Not stupid. So? Not stupid. No, no. I meant okay. he, I meant it was good, okay. but he was very he was very emotional about it. Mm-hmm. And when they cut away from the camera, he was on Sean Hannity's show. And when they cut, by the way, that was a dig at Sean Hannity giving Tucker the interview. But, oh yeah. yeah, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they cut away from from uh, Levin, and they had an in uh, in studio studio audience, and they looked like it was the seventh game of the World Series. They were standing ovation clapping. And Bannon's like, look, they finally get it. Even the network, even the news network for stupid people, Fox News. And I was <laughs> like, wow, man, that was pretty brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. you are still watching that network, man, you're getting spun the wrong way. You right. Need to, you need to break yourself away from that place. I know it's hard. I was, I mean, friend, I was friends with him for a while. And um, all I got to say is this. ABC had a couple on the morning show, they were married and they were having an affair. TJ and uh, uh, TJ something. And it was a, it, they were on the morning show together on ABC and they got fired. 
They did. They got fired. They were having an affair. Both both were married, but they were having an affair. They were hanging out together. They were taking pictures. They got fired. Daily Mail came out yesterday, and now we see Sean Hannity out with um uh what's her name from the morning show? Ainsley or yes. That's been a thing for a while, yeah, hasn't that's, that's it? That's a while. And that right, but they're hanging out now. They're take they're they're out there now. They're not gonna get fired. You know the part that I hate about that, and I I was never gonna bring this up because <laughs> I'm not perfect. Right. You know what I mean? I'm on my second wife. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect. But I didn't like the way he played the family man them years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. He used to bring his kids in the tennis game up all the time when I used to like him. And that was like a kind of a draw to me. It was like, oh, this is a good family guy, you know? And then I hear that. Yeah. You know, it's like, damn. I remember when I never said that. I remember when it came out. And then nobody nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about it. They let it alone. That's how our side rolls. I know it is. I know. You're right. Boom. There it is. Our side is like, oh, Clinton. Oh, um, Obama. Oh, uh, Michelle. Oh, uh, um, uh, the fair. What they got affairs on their left and everything. We got affairs too, right? We just we just sweep ours under the rug. The left, they really don't give a damn. They don't. They really don't. <laughs> Hillary stayed with Bill. I mean, those women kept coming out of the woodwork. Hey, yo, right. me too. <laughs> me too. Yep. Oh, oh, he was in this. He was in this too. Oh, well, that's okay. That's all right. I'm still married to him. She's still married to him. She's still, and you know, he, he looking like father death with all those um, STDs and stuff probably uh, kicking in all them years with her. Yeah. But I, I mean, was going to say, he looks like a corpse, man. If you oh, see he's him, dead, he's looked like a corpse for 20 years. Yeah. Right. He looks older than Jimmy Carter. And, and frail. And I mean, even when, even when Hillary was running, he looked horrible. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember well, seeing it's like, Oh, because spells wear off, yeah. but um, <laughs> voodoo only lasts so long. Spell, yeah, but I, but you know, when when I saw that thing about China, I when I saw them out and stuff, I'm like, okay, well, guess what? They they won't get fired, and nobody. And you go around the websites, nobody's talking about it. I'm like, I can't right. believe people still watch that. But I I just don't see how you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, because it, it's it's it was life altering when I had to get off of Fox News. That was my life. My whole schedule was different now. Yeah, because I used to I used to get in there and watch all those shows, you know, for years yeah. and years. Yeah. yeah. See, what I, I mean, think's interesting is I can watch CNN and I can watch Fox News, and I watch it just like I'm watching the sports game. Like, I can't too. I it's can't entertainment. Too. It's, See, it's you know, it's, it some of what they say might be true. Though. It gets you pissed off sometimes, though. I'm like, all right, click. I can't. Right. No, that's right. Click. I don't even. All I don't right. even go to any news. I, I my news is on the internet. If I'm yeah, watching, I, I watch say, documentaries. I watch. Documentaries. Well, it's on the internet. It's true. So, right. well, and Cash Patel, like yesterday, he he brought up a good point where there's so much in so much good independent content creators. Yeah, and like when there's a court case, and you actually get a lawyer that went out, found the court brief. And then goes through, makes you a video and says, like, here's the brief. Here's the thing. Here's what it says. Here's what it means. You get so much more out of that than you do 
when you hear a five minute talking point on Fox News or CNN or whatnot. And like all that information's out there. It's it's too bad more people don't take advantage of it. I just I just I, call me call me a sucker for punishment. I watch them to see the lies that they right put up so that it gives me a way to combat it whenever I need to. Um, so that something's not um, like uh, we had Jim Parkman here uh, a couple of days ago. And um, lawyers, lawyers don't like to be surprised. Lawyers don't like to be surprised. They like to know what is in front of them so they can make a valid argument. Uh, you always want to know what you're working with so that you can be informed, so you can give the best response. You don't like to be surprised. And when you're seeing these stories and stuff coming up and how they're attacking Donald Trump and stuff, you don't want to be surprised. You want to hit a head on, okay, this is what I know that they're doing, so let me craft my response around this to combat what they're doing. I understand why people don't want to watch them. I do. I, I mean, believe me, it's it's not for the it's not for the uh, light of heart. It's not. Um, you got to be careful because it's a it's an intelligence operation, right? It's a it's a definitely. I mean, they're trying to make you think a certain way, and sometimes it happens subliminally. They were good at it. I they mean, were good at it. They're not good at. The, I mean, we got them, but if you sit in front of that long enough, they're gonna they're gonna trip a switch somewhere, right? <laughs> you know, you know what? what now, now, now you. You might be right about that a few times because you know I'm I'm sitting up there I'm like well damn I know really what and some of the stuff too you got to watch like August last year after the Trump raid I watched the press conference John Pierre said nope they didn't know anything about it just two days ago documents came out from a Freedom of Information Act request that showed they had to get the White House to sign off on the Mar-a-Lago raid. So I went back, found the video, like, did I make that up? Like, did I misremember that? Found the video, posted online. Nope, here is her the day after the raid saying, we knew absolutely nothing about it. And they just lie right to your face. And that's why, you know, part of what we do is try to cut through some of the lies and the BS and all that stuff. Half of the, half of the things that, half of the things Trump did were done because of people that lied to him. Right. I mean, he that's one of the things he called out last night. He called out Millie mm. and said, this this idiot told me that it was cheaper to leave all that stuff there than to bring it home. He I did. Said, you're an, I said, you're an idiot. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Put a put a tank of gas and fly the jet to freaking Pakistan. Right. Yeah. Put a grenade in it and blow it up. Bring it home. Right. Twenty million dollar jet. We we have a we have a. We have a lefty um, that's usually in the comment section, Carl. He's there. And yeah, yeah, he's in there right now. Carl is um, someone that uh, likes, just loves the Democrats. He does. He he loves the Democrats. He, as a matter of fact, he's one of those end up. He's one of those Democrats that say, "I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent." But no. he's really a Democrat. It's it's the only way that the Marxist communist democrat party of 2023 can survive is with people like carl right right and and this video that i'm getting ready to play is carl's carl's car's people and thank you jeff brown one of your campaign slogans is pick up the bleep trash 
Littering, illegal dumping, and some tiny garbage pickup system continues to be a persistent problem in the city. Where Philadelphia trucks some of its trash has spurred accusations of pollution and environmental racism, specifically from the residents of Chester. Would you, as mayor, keep or change the existing waste disposal contracts? So, um, I, I really don't, I'm not sure, because I'd ha I would bid it out, but I'm not sure if that changes it or not. Mm -hmm. um, but Chester is Chester. I'm worried about Philadelphians and, ha and how their lives are. <laughs> and so what will come first to me is what would be best for my Philadelphians. So you don't care about Chester? I the, do care. The trash that's coming from Philadelphia. I do care, but that, I don't work for them is, if I'm the mayor. Is, uh, I work for Philadelphia. No. And the trash has to go somewhere. And whoever gets it's going to be unhappy with it. Well, that's, that's not really this an is appropriate answer. But <laughs> well, Okay. I thought it was fine. Response, that response is the same way you, you treat the black and brown community. Okay, thank you very much. Jeff Cole, you have the next question. Uh, to Derek. That's Carl's people. I'll tell you. And let me, let me explain how, how, how this works, Carl. You got, a, you got a city like Philadelphia or San Francisco or Chicago, and you do these kind of things. You defund police and whatever, whatever the Democrats love to do. You bring in homeless people and you set up camps for homeless people. You have drug paraphernalia for them free of charge and all the decent people leave. Yep. And then what's left when the decent people leave all your school unions elect the next mayor. Mm -hmm. and, and then it goes downhill from there because it's a majority of people that like to live like slaves. I guess I don't know what the mentality is. I don't know how that, how does that draw people? But right. it does. It does. It's every city in the country. Well, it's been a remarkable decay, and I mean, we're seeing it in big cities all over. I Like, we saw it in Minneapolis. There was this big Walmart right next to North Minneapolis that I remember when they opened, and it was supposed to be, it did like $120, 130000000 million. It was a ginormous, like, galaxy class, like the biggest one. And I know retail, I was talking to my buddy, I'm like, that thing doesn't make it a decade. And he's like, oh, they spent all this money. I'm like, the theft, they won't be able to hire. It's going to be bad. They just announced like eight years after it opened that it's closing. And then I saw Whole Foods is going out of town. Yeah. One year. They're, they're crapping on the floor inside of San Francisco Whole Foods. Check this and out. then closed it. And think of how much money it cost Whole Foods to open that footprint. For those who don't know commercial real estate, mm -hmm. opening a retail store in a downtown area. And that's not like, like, I don't know San Francisco that well, but that's not like a crappy neighborhood. Like right. that's not the tenderloin or something rough. Like that's a pretty good neighborhood. One year they closed it down. Not anymore. Chicago. Not anymore. It's not. It was. It was influxed with homeless wow. people inside the store. Right. I mean, oh I yeah. I'm picture. just saying the whole thing is bad now. Like there used to be safe areas. San Francisco used to be one of the most beautiful. It was the most beautiful city I ever saw in my life. In right. early in the mid. Well, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was mine. Pittsburgh was nice. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at night. Look like heaven. Um, <clears throat> in in twenty in twenty twenty three, this year, Foot Locker is closing five hundred and forty five stores. Wow! Bed Bath and Beyond is closing four hundred and sixteen stores. Tuesday morning is closing two hundred sixty five stores. Bath and Body Works is closing fifty. The Gap and Banana Republic is is closing forty six. 
Party City is closing 22. Walmart is closing 21. Best Buy is closing 20. Amazon is closing at least eight. Big Lots is closing seven. The Real Real is closing six. Macy's is closing four. Target is closing four. JCPenney is closing two. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't do all this close like what, like what, uh, like what uh, Jay was talking about with that, with the uh, the corporate rent and all that. What you don't close all this stuff unless there's a recession. Yep. This, I mean, you you closing. I mean, and and then you look at the. I mean, well, then you look down on the people. Well, you don't look down on people. Look at the people. They ain't got the money. To 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 um to go to these stores, but when the when the reports come out from the government, oh we're doing great, oh we're doing great, oh we got um uh we got so many jobs, we ain't got enough people to fill them. That's what happened during the Trump administration. They had a whole lot of jobs. They had a lot what, of you, you keep on voting Democrats, especially you poor people. Because you think you're going to get a job somewhere else? No, right. Nothing that Mexican's getting that job. And and this well, just in right now because sooner yeah. or later AI's going to kick in and ain't nobody going to have one. I mean, uh, you know how many know. stores retailers close when they're making money when that store's profitable? The answer zero. If you yeah. have a profitable store, even if you have a break even, you usually keep it open just because it helps distribute like costs in a market and distribution costs. And that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. Tim Scott. Ah. Keebler Elf. Tim Scott. Tim, 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 Tim. Tim, you're not getting elected. <laughs> Never. Um, President of the United States. From the Republican side. You're not getting elected. Larry, Larry, um, <laughs> what's his name? Elder. You you damn sure ain't getting like <laughs> right. I, I mean you know I mean I understand why some people run certain things because it's a money maker. It is. It's a freaking money maker. Let's adds be honest. To, adds to your title too. Former, Former president. presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. You know you get a whole lot of speaking gigs and stuff like that, especially if you're able to last after the first debate. Then you're then you're on the speaker circuit for about a couple of years, padding padding your bank account. Yep, yep. But um, you're not going to get it, Tim. You're not. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me let me. He's back on Fox. And it is such an Let's exciting day out. for me and hopefully an exciting day for all of America. What brought me to this moment is my Faith in America tour. I have found that people are starving for hope. They're starving for an optimistic, positive message that is anchored in conservative values. I can't think of a better story to tell than the story of America. My hope is that my American dream will pale in comparison to the dreams that we hear of future Americans because we have another American century. We have to understand, Brian, that this is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. That the drug of victimhood being sold by Joe Biden and the radical left is wrong. We believe in the power of individual responsibility. I couldn't be more excited. This is what the DNC is saying after you announced this uh, exploratory committee. Yeah, I'm having to. 
They said. Oh, it's it's written. I thought it was a soundbite. Sorry. It says uh, Tim Scott wants to govern from the far conservative right as a proud member of the Tea Party, and his extreme record proves it. Scott was a fierce advocate of the fierce, MAGA agenda, fierce. supporting national abortion bans and championing plans to end Medicare and Social Security oh, as we boy. know them. That's why I don't. What's watch. your reaction? Well, I'm glad they're afraid of me. This is a wonderful concept. I will say this, that my life disproves their lies. And that's why they're so afraid when conservatives stand up to Terrifying. be counted. Listen, our time in the majority produced the best economy we've seen in my lifetime. It was the most inclusive economy in the history of our country. Yeah, they're terrified of you. Scarce. You know what? You know what? You know what I think is funny, and I think I can speak to this more than anybody. I think I can. When I hear that liberals are afraid of black conservatives, I laugh. I, I do. I really laugh because, well, yeah. Look, if y'all know the show, y'all watch me. Y'all know I'm not. Ra I am not racist. I'm not. But white conservatives put that have crafted that statement oh uh, uh liberals are afraid of black conservatives no they're not no they're not not they one like that they don't even recognize us y'all they i mean they, they push us to the side oreo i mean the name calling that's not afraid of us <laughs> they're making fun of us but that's not afraid of us right that I, I, they're more afraid of the conservative message than they are a black conservative or a white conservative. They're afraid of someone standing up and showing uh, the real results of what conservatism can do. Right. No matter what color you are. But and there's there's character too, like like uh Tim Scott, right? Tim Scott to me, to me, Tim Scott is the guy that was on the side and didn't play basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, he wasn't he, one of the guys. One of the, yeah, exactly, with the thick glasses. <laughs> you know, you can tell, and this is how you can tell it's a uniparty. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. neither one of the uniparty likes strong conservative blacks. No, That's why right. Alan West got redistricted out. Exactly. That's yeah, why exactly. Byron Donald's got to be careful. And you, you know what? Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that, and and, and I'm glad I'm glad you said that, because strong black conservative, strong black conservatives, that will stand up and say, no, you know what, I'm not going to say that talking point, because I know what those people over there really need, and what we as a as a GOP need to do, we need to go over there and talk to them and do this, but we ain't pandering. I, I'm not talking about pandering. I'm talking about going over there and talking to those people as if they're human beings and whatnot. But we shouldn't have to because, okay, well, don't do it then. They don't want to hear that. They're, they'd rather hear somebody come on and, yeah, those black people over there can't read. They all yep. think they all think the same. You're right. They all think the same. <laughs> yep. They, they, they don't know. They don't know how to um, make inroads in their communities. I'm like, oh man, and and the reason why I can say it is because I I did that when I uh, left the Democrat Party. I did, I did that until 
I start opening my eyes and start saying, well, God dog, man. <laughs> Same what over are you here. To help fix? You know, I mean, okay, I'm out here. I'm putting out this message. But how am I helping to fix that if I'm just shouting at it? I'm, I'm shouting at what they're doing. I'm, I'm, I might even call them names. I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. But y- y'all ain't doing no outreach. Y'all yep. not going in. Well, they're afraid of y'all. I mean, look, they don't like us, and they're afraid of y'all. But at least they'll listen to y'all. Why? Because I'm black? No. Jesus came on this earth, and he talked to everybody. Everybody. I mean, I mean, if that's if that's where your religion goes. You know, some of y'all is Elijah Muhammad. But um, Jesus came on this earth. He talked to everybody. I'm not saying y'all Jesus, but why can't y'all talk to everybody? Yep. You know, just talk to people. It's okay to talk to people. Herman Cain came on our show a long time ago. Before before he died, he's like, Wayne, <laughs> not everybody's going to accept what you um, we're talking about you can't change everybody. Nine, nine, nine. You can't change everybody, so don't waste your time on everybody. You leave your message and you leave your card. If they want, if, if they're interested, they'll come right back to you and talk to you. I never forgot that. I, I never, still, forgot I that. still do that. That's why a lot of people get on me. Because I tend to target phony Republicans. Because I already know the communists. I already know what they want. Right. I know at lock, stock, and barrel, every single one of them wants the same thing. Yep. Or they wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be allowed to be there. Right. So I want to win. So how are we going to win? We got to fix our stuff. Yep. You know, and I remember I remember you said, it's like, you know what? We used to come on here, we used to talk about Democrat, 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 Democrat. The, the issue is, we know with the Democrat, we, we know who the enemy is. We know their tactics. We got to start fixing our house. We got to start fixing our side of the battlefield. So are you supposed to win with Mitch McConnell? Yes, exactly. It, we it, got it, bad it, generals. He's in charge. Right. Think of that. He wiped his own house majority out yep. right. when he passed sure that is. omnibus bill. Yeah, that guy's a communist, man. Yeah, sure is. Well, and in the Senate, married one, like he could have swung the Senate races, and he could have control of the Senate right now. But it would have involved electing MAGA, and these guys weren't even all MAGA. Like no, the Adelaxit is uh, working with the Sanus, like, but he was too close to MAGA, so we're not going to support him. And you know, it's criminal, man. You know how it is. You know how we say uh, uh, Republicans always fight better when they're behind, but never really like to be in charge. Yep, they fight best when they're fighting other Republicans. That was Mitch McConnell in the midterms. He had, they had a chance to be in charge. Yes, they did, and he punted. A really on good it. chance. Think about it. They punted on it. They sabotaged it. They sabotaged right. it so that they would not be in charge. Because you don't make it, you don't make the money when you in charge. How does how does a Republican Party pick a Muslim Turkish Army veteran to be a senator from Pennsylvania? <laughs> how does that even happen? 
How do you get past the the word the name Oz? Right. It's like no Oz, no, you can't. No, man. You right. Got, you gotta find somebody named Smith or something. You gotta have it. <laughs> Jackson. Jackson. And the guy that runs against it, and he's from New Jersey. Right. And the yeah. guy that runs against it from Connecticut. <laughs> and they sabotaged the, the, the Pennsylvania lady. Yeah. Yeah. That should have yeah, been good too. Yeah. I liked her. That's the nicest yeah. lady, I'm telling you. Yeah. Right. I had the name for her. And they, the Washington Examiner pummeled her. Selena Zito, I mean, the, the never Trumpers at the Washington Examiner, they just destroyed her. She blocked yep. me a long time ago. Selena. Yeah, she blocked, she blocked me, me too. <laughs> she blocked me too. She's up there. This, modern, woman, isn't it? this woman's running around in the northern counties of Pennsylvania that right. half of them don't even have TV reception. Yep. And she's out there bitching because she wouldn't answer my phone. She yep. wouldn't answer my calls. And Kathy comes back the next day. I couldn't get any calls. I didn't have cell service. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was such a, oh, what a bunch of bull. And then Rick. And if and you've Sean. ever been in that part of Pennsylvania, like that's like another country. Like yeah. it is. It is. I mean, you're literally dodging horses and buggies up there. I mean, I drove through it one time. Like, <laughs> literally. No, seriously, right? like it's the Quakers <laughs> or whatever they are up there. I remember pulling into town. I was driving late. We went to one airport. We had to drive all the way across to get to where we were going. And I'm like, this is wild. Put, put up a house in about two two hours. Um, Pennsylvania Dutch. Right. <laughs> they had good cookies. <laughs> Their baked goods were phenomenal. And they were everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that goat milk. So, um, I mean, look. There's... It's enough on our side to fix and hone our skills to fight the Democrat side. But when you have those generals that Hutcher was talking about and that Jay talks about all the time, and you got those bad generals that are going into the Democrat camp at night while everybody's asleep, mm -hmm. telling our positions and stuff, and sabotaging us on the battlefield, then what do you have? It's up to us, the American people, especially our side. If if there is a side, if, if you wanted to be a side, then it's time to get those generals out of their position. Cash, uh, uh, Cash said it. Hutch has said it many times. Get rid of the generals all the way down 25 levels. Yep. And how can you you look at the system? Yeah. We got to do something with the system. And I don't know the answer to this. But when you have an organization like that and a cohort inside the organization, the high-level officers, when you got them all in the Pentagon right next to Washington, D.C., and you got the people that decide whether they get promoted or not are senators, what do you expect to happen? Right. They're politicians because they're going and they're they're washing the senator's car. Yeah. So they can get another star. I mean, you listen to these people talk and it's not even like real people talking. Yep. Yeah. Well, I will say one. Well, I mean, first to give the Wayne Dupree show a shout out. It was funny when Cash was talking about things. By the way, don't forget, like, comment, share. It helps us break the algorithm. Uh, always hit the like, comment, share button. Um, 
but Cash was talking about some of these things you're talking about with like the dollar collapse, the China stuff. And and hopefully the people that listen to that interview are like, we've been hearing about this for a month or two or, th- you yeah. know, right. and and I think that was great talking about some of that that future stuff that other people like today. Everybody's going to talk about, you know, what happened with Trump or an indictment or whatever. Uh, but the other piece to that is that he talked about what Trump learned in his first term, which was. And I've heard this from Don Jr. and from Eric and and Trump touched on it a little bit where he's like he went in there and he thought some of these people were patriots. And so do we. Yeah. Yeah. So do we. And like like people want to rip on Chris Ray, who is a horrible has been a traitor or Miley, who's been a traitor. He didn't know. He's like, here's the thing. And and they're talking about just removing like that top like 20 percent and just just boom, there's plenty of bench. And just bring them in and and see what happens. The other thing they're talking about is moving some of these departments out of Washington, D.C. And that would be transformative. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the Wayne Dupree app. Uh, (laughs) But uh, but if they get those if they get those businesses to think of them like that out of D.C. and spread into other parts of the country, that helps break up some of that log jam. So. God damn. Uh, you got to give him credit, buddy. Stick to itiveness. See, uh, I'm just waiting for Carl when I win my bet against him and he doesn't pay and we can block him. So, like, <laughs> I'm just no, 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 no. Like, hey, like, hey, we're going to find him. We're going to get your money on We're going to get your money. But in the interim, like, there's one way to get there's one way to get blocked. Well, a couple like spam. Yeah. Or say things that'll get us in trouble or uh you know don't yeah. pay your bets so yeah yeah we gonna you know, find you i there's something that i wanted to say because i don't know what time we're gonna how much time we're gonna have but you know there's something going on right now that i don't think we're paying enough attention to what's that i saw another industrial fire in indiana today yeah yeah, yeah with an i mean I, this thing is the, the fire is unbelievable and there was another one that i saw of a cattle farm where 22,000 heads of cattle were destroyed by fire and explosion. And I'm telling you, man, we need to start pressuring the FBI to get the hell out of politics and find out who's attacking our country because somebody's attacking our country. Right. I don't know who it is, but somebody is right. These fires and and explosions don't just happen by themselves. Somebody is setting these things. My God, we got all that money going to the FBI. Get on your job. Yeah, you know what, too. You um, and I'm and I'm I should have said it yesterday, but it came in my head and went out my head so fast. And um, you know, I hate, I hate when that happens. I know, uh, but Biden signed the end of COVID, whatever right. thing, right? Yeah, all right. Um, the Senate, I think it's going to the house, they signed this thing to give the powers, I um, to take away the powers back from the president that they gave on 9-11. They signed it. They did. Yeah, they signed it. Well, here's the thing. If they can do all this, then they can change the mission of the FBI back to what it was before 9-11. Exactly. Let me me just explain that paradigm. Yep. Before 9-11, the FBI was a reactive force. Yep. They were a law enforcement agency 
that responded to crimes and tried to, to solve them after they were committed. Once 9-11 happened, the FBI became part of the intelligence community. Right. And they became a predictive law enforcement agency. That's not good. That's that's saying that I'm going to commit a crime in the future, even though I didn't do anything. Minority. But they're leaving that 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 freaking industrial fire. They're not even going after that. They're not going after pedophiles. They're going after Catholic church members. Right. They were like um, the report. I was watching this uh, documentary on Netflix. They were like, um, I don't know, uh, 10, 10, 15 to 20 women are raped a day. No, serial killers, serial killers. They said that um, serial killers, uh, there were uh, two or three, there were three to five serial killers across across America. There were probably 50 serial killers. And that's what the FBI was meant to do. They were following through and finding serial killers before 9-11. 9-11 came that and changed the whole lines. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, these serial killers start, I mean, now they're going carte blanche, going and doing whatever, because again, the documentaries that you see on TV, you, you're looking at all, I, especially in the heartland of America, uh, New Orleans and different things like that. You got serial killers down there and stuff. And like, damn, these people are getting away with all this stuff. Why? Because the FBI isn't following through anymore. Because their mission changed after 9-11. If y'all can do all of this, I'm talking about Congress, then take the powers back from the FBI, take change their mission back to what it was so that they get back and focus on what they know. Because like you said, you give them a new mission that they're not used to, they're going to screw up. And some are going to take liberties because they've because they've never been doing that before. So they really don't have a template. They're almost building it as they're going along. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, and and I mean uh, this is this is the plight and the legacy of the 18 Republican senators that voted for the omnibus bill. The right. only thing that Congress can do with these agencies is take their money away. Right. They were fully funded to build that Pentagon size FBI headquarters, and that's all because of Tom Cotton yep. and John Cornyn and, the, and the, the traitors that we have in the Republican Party in the Senate. Mm. I mean, we got to fix that. These people are the enemy. They're not even but, rhinos. They're freaking Democrats. Right. Well, and it's it's interesting to think about. I remember back in 9-11 when they were 9-11 tragic event. You know, everybody's talked about that. But I remember when they started doing Patriot stuff, I, I was, you know, in, in my contemporary group, like, this is horrible. We can't do that. And they're like, oh, we got to fight terrorism. We got to fight terrorism. And it's like, the problem is when you build these, when when you build these infrastructures of investigation and it's like, oh, that's great. We targeted at this group. Well, then the aim shifts. And right now, when you've got a lot of Democrat supported people, like people who the Democrats have promoted and worked up through the ranks in charge, that's why they're targeting the church. And that's why a lot of times whenever they create something, even if it's beneficial to Republicans in the short term, it's like, no, 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 we don't need, we need less federal government, not more. And for those on the left, they're like, Oh, this is great. They're targeting Republicans. And look at that. Look at them. Go after Trump. Go get him. And, and it's like, you wait at some point that gun points at you too. You well, just what, don't see that. You, you know, look at, you look at the, the, the attorney general 
uh, during 9-11. I don't even know who it was now, whoever Bush had in there. And then the election comes, and now you got Eric Holder in charge of the FBI. Right. Yeah. Who went further. Yeah, much. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why you can't build these organizations and you have to have a long vision to it where it's like, if we create this situation and just because we like who it's targeting now, it was targeting, you know, domestic terrorists. And to be honest, we probably treat a lot of Arab, Arab Americans wrong in that time period. But um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's like the Chinese building the railroad. Right. But but at the same time, we created something that's now been pointed at other groups in America. So I, got, I, got, I got your point. You're right. Um, no, some, some see, I disagree. Did. I disagree with Cash Patel on this one. I think you get rid of every single FBI agent that's out there, and you keep the lab. You keep oh, the yeah. lab in full force, and you make the lab's mission to work for the states, to work yep. for the governors. And whenever they need some FBI style lab work, that's call them up. That's your mission. Your new mission is to help these state courts. We don't need a federal police force. That's stupid. Yeah. Right. If you look at history and what the the most dangerous gun in the world is a gun in the government's hands. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because, you know, they start they start getting that they start um, getting on that power trip. And let me starts growing. Yep. Yep. Let me um let me also add something to what JR was talking about too because um Democrats lefties leftists have got to a point that um they're so anti-Republican or anti-conservative. Same thing with conservative, but I mean, but I'm I'm saying this specifically about about Democrats because they think that when the big war comes, I'm talking about within the United States, that um, they're all going to get a pass. Okay, they really think that. Uh, that like when Antifa and all them take over, you know, their their creations, BLM, Antifa, Occupy Wall Street, and the, they think that <laughs> that they're going to get a pass, meaning they won't be targeted. I have not seen one war where somebody walks up to you and say, are you part of, I mean, I mean now, if you were in certain color, that's different. But Regular civilians and whatnot, they don't walk up to you and say, Are are you a Republican or Democrat? You're Republican? Okay, do you're Democrat? Okay, you see. They don't do that. That's why I could never understand. You know, one of the one of the other things that the president said last night was he said, you know, nobody's talking about he said that global warming is not the most important danger no. facing the United States. He said, nobody's talking about what the most important thing is, and that's nuclear winter. Yep. He said, there's two N-words that you're not supposed to use. <laughs> and I was like, he said, and guess what? Putin's using it. Yeah. Putin's using the word. Yeah. And that's the thing I can't get past. I can't get past these people who are not stupid, that they yeah. think that this is not, he, he said something I didn't know too. He said, if you look at Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Mm -hmm. He said, you can't take, there's not a blowtorch known to man that can melt granite. He said, when you look at the aftermath of Nagasaki, it melted the granite into liquid. I saw yep. He said, the stuff that we have now is 500 times more powerful than that. Right. Think of that. I'm thinking, oh God, I got to go to bed after that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
You know what? But, but I he's remember. A serious guy. I remember watching uh, another documentary on the Nagasaki big man, little boy thing. And I was like, when they took the camera or whatever camera and they, and, and they start panning around and you didn't see no buildings. Now there was one structure that was still standing. I don't know what that structure was made. out. Well, I, no, no, it wasn't one structure. The doorway of a structure was still standing. Japan but was all wood. Everything was like swoosh, gone, gone. I was, I mean, and I was like, oh my God, that thing. They, I mean, what they had to endure after that, because people were walking around with skin hanging off and stuff like that. And, you know, and man, but you're right. What we have now is so much more powerful. Look at the Moab. (laughs) The Moab, like. (laughs) He he told a story too. I, I, I had it a little off. He told a story about him and Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping came down to Mar Lago for <laughs> vacation great. for three days, and he had him for dinner. And they were eating. They were eating dessert, and some some aide came in and whispered something in his ear. And now he's thinking, oh, "Do I got to tell this guy, or do I just wait for him to find out?" So they're eating this chocolate cake. And he goes over to Xi and uh, I just uh, launched fifty-seven missiles on the Syria. I just thought I'd let you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the air as we speak. Right. You're laughing, yeah, you're laughing about that one. It was funny though. It, I mean, that was that, that was funny. The um, that was a good interview, man. That really was. I needed that. The Moab, the Moab bomb um, from um, that the one that went to Afghanistan. Right? Yeah, that one was crazy because the um, because the Democrats and the media was like, "See, you wasted a bomb." Yeah, right. You didn't hear anything. There was nothing there. It's like you stupid idiot. He finished everything. <laughs> I mean, right. it disintegrated stuff. Nothing was supposed to be left. That's the closest thing. Did he say it was like running on a getting ready to hit its expiration? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it had its best by date. I love that guy. Man. I don't care what anybody says. Man. He's like a real dude in Washington for the first time. You and know that- what's, what's funny too is he's the first president in our lifetimes that hasn't got us embroiled into all these wars and things were downscaling and he had a different approach. And I thought he really added some nice insight to it. Like, like he talked about how he made fun of Kim of Kim Jong-un and called him rocket man. And they compared button sizes. Yeah. And then like, that was, and that's like how guys communicate, right? Like you meet some dude, you kind of chest bump. And then after they talk shit to each other, they became not friends, but they got along and they understood each other and everything was good. And it's like after seeing how he he works the room with world leaders, like who's going to question his approach? Like what world leader did he not work the room and we were in a better spot at the end of his administration than we were before? Terry, um, what he was doing, I know you're not doubting me, but what he was doing was comparing it to climate change. And he was trying to say that climate change is not the important thing nuclear winter is comparing right. to climate change is basically why he used that term in my opinion climate change yeah think of that when cash said that yesterday like the first scenario they put together for the military with everything going on in the world when the obama or when the biden administration took over was a climate change scenario you know i remember that era that time frame and i re- i was still working at the time for the army and 
I remember seeing a report that they filled a, you know, not all of our aircraft carriers are nuclear. We still have diesel, diesel powered ships. And they filled one of these aircraft carriers or destroyers, one of the big ones, up with that biofuel. And it costs something like $18 a gallon. Oh my God. And I'm talking, that's like a, a large lake, that freaking gas tank of a ship. That's not, that's not a 50 gallon tank, man. Right. <laughs> that's a million gallon. I don't know how big it is, but it's big. You know, we had a we had a small fleet of boats, not ships. We had a small fleet of boats in the army. And one of them was a barge. And the barge was to carry fuel. And we had a credit card, a single credit card that the only thing it was for was for filling that barge up with fuel. That's how much it costs. Wow. And it's uh when I saw them with that biofuel and some navy admiral, it was probably Kirby. You know, saying, oh, this is the best thing we got going. You guys are fools. $18. We're fools. $18 a gallon for something like that. They're crazy. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Um, we got to get ready to go. But we'll be back tomorrow, Thursday. Our Friday, your Thursday. Hopefully, let me see. Um Hmm. Contemplation. Wayne's deep in thought. Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I'm um gotta go visit moms. Okay, um Jared, give me some last thoughts real quick. You know, it's been a remarkably slow news cycle this week, which uh, I don't know if it's spring and there's not a lot going on. Um, so I'll be I'll be curious. I expect a big Friday afternoon, Saturday news story or news dump like that's when they always time stuff. <clears throat> I mean, Joe Biden's over in in uh, Scotland. Uh, I don't even know what the heck Ireland. he's doing or Ireland brought Hunter with him, which is kind of interesting. Um, and yeah, it, it really kind of feels like the calm before the storm. I know I've been talking a lot about the bank stuff and the back mood, back moods getting spicy. The ground's drying out over there. Um, you know, I'll say in the next three to six months, like the Ukraine war is over where nobody's talking about that anymore. So, uh, but yeah, take advantage of a couple quiet news days to it's like 70 degrees in Minnesota. We're going to take the dogs to the dog park. We're going to fire up the grill, probably. I got to clean up uh, the backyard. So, yeah, take advantage of it being quiet, folks, to uh, to to reconnect with your peeps. There you go. The weather is nice too. It's about time. Um, another another uh, DeSantis style guy, uh, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, Republican, caved on his opposition to gun control just two weeks after the shooting at the Nashville Christian School and called for the state legislator legislature to pass a red flag law uh, for Tennessee. So that, that's really good for Tennessee. Um, the RNC did something right. I, I'll tell you if I see it, they don't do it very often. But the first GOP debate of 2024, the presidential primaries will be streamed exclusively on Rumble. So good for you, Rumble. And uh, way to read the tea leaves, Rana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, that said, we will be back tomorrow at 
12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, as a matter of fact, we'll have our foreign co correspondent um, tomorrow. So if you have any questions about China, uh, what's going on uh, with, uh, with that situation, because I know that we're going to have some questions, uh, make sure that you write them down and make sure that you post them in the comment section, whether you're watching it on Getter or Rumble or uh, Cloud Hub or Facebook uh, or Cozy, whatever, whatever you're watching it, just um, just uh, just have your questions. A lot of stuff going on, so um, keep your heads up. Standard of fire. I standard. Of, uh, <laughs> I had a friend. I had a friend tell me one time. He was like, "It's crazy. It's just crazy times, y'all." Uh, I was in the military, and I guess uh, his wife. His wife was really going off, and um, his wife had a gun <laughs> because some he did something. <laughs> He said he was going to leave. And the next thing you know, she was on top of the porch and she lit. She fired at the truck and he laid down in the front seat of the truck. <laughs> Backed out. <laughs> Backed out of the car <laughs> and started running down the street. I got, I got a quick story for you when you're done, too, before. Okay. Real, real quick. He started he start running down the street. But he said, when somebody is, when somebody has a gun on you and you're running, don't run in a line. Run sideways, <laughs> diagonal. I thought it was funny because he was like, you said he, he's running like in a figure eight. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, they, they're still they're still married today, so there you go. I was down yeah. in Fort. I was in Fort Benning. I was in the Bravo Company, first of the 29th Infantry, mechanized, and we had a platoon. We we supported the whole infantry school. Like we were the opposing forces. We fought against all these lieutenants and everything. So we had this Ranger platoon that was out in Dahlonega, Georgia, at the mountain camp. And every now and then they'd have to bring them into Fort Benning to get processed or whatever. So they bring this platoon in, and they're all on the third floor. And the first sergeant, these guys are crazy. The first sergeant goes down and does a health and welfare inspection on every room. And I seen him walking by. He had about half of them done. And he's walking down the hallway, and there's a dude behind him with his arms up like this, filled with rifles and Tommy guns and all the stuff this guy got from the barracks. I'm thinking, these dudes are nuts. I mean, AK-47s. <laughs> I oh, wish I had a picture of that. Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah. I mean, look, we got we got so many so many stories about the military. It's so crazy. It's so yeah. Crazy. All right. Um, with that said, God bless all of you, and we'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.